Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. I just love that Freddie Prince Jr. is so passionate about Star Wars. It is fantastic. Like he's done a lot of voices for different animated Star Wars things. Yeah. Did you know that Rachel Lee Cook also has? I didn't. Yeah, I just found that out today. Oh. Oh God, excuse me. Well, what would a show intro be without you? You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me. Recording already? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Chip balls. I am Mike, and as always, I am here with my lovely wife, Allison. Your wife. My wife. Your wife. Get it, Ollie G. What the fuck? How dare you? Allison made me watch She's All That. I did. It's a movie that I feel like I've already seen because I saw not another teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh between heavily vars- parodied in oh yeah yeah between varsity blues and now she's all that i feel like i understand not another teen movie on a completely different level <laughs> that movie was actually shot at the same high school as this movie which i think is like tacoma high school in like tons of movies that were shot here the buffy the vampire slayer movie the 2021 sequel to She's All That called He's All That, starring the kid from the new Cobra Kai series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, She's All That is basically a remake of Pygmalion, which also I, I think My Fair Lady is as well. And, uh, you know, it's about... Uh, uh, what is it with you making me watch Paul Walker movies, first of all? Listen, Paul Walker was a big deal. When I was coming of age. Yeah. That's uh, really all it is. I'm starting to feel like you get a lady boner for Paul Walker because I feel like now I've seen every Paul Walker movie that does not co-star Vin Diesel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I just he just ended up in because it's not even like a lot of these he's the star of. He's just in them. Yeah. He's like the second banana. Joyride's the only one really... Where Where he's he's a leading man. Yeah. All right. So tell me about She's All That. It came out in 1999. What is Mm. your history with this? It came out in 1999 when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. which was high school years for me. Yeah. So that was the main reason I saw it. Oh, okay. It took place in a high school. It was a high school movie. And I was also in high school. And I thought Rachel Lee Cook was cool. She is cool. I liked her haircut a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, the haircut that Anna Paquin gives her. 
Right. <laughs> because she needs a haircut that's better for her face shape and also um, needs to take off her glasses. Right. And, and then she's hot. And the wig that she's wearing at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that heinous ass wig. I couldn't tell if it was a wig or if it was terrible extensions. I don't know. I don't know, man. It was bad, though. So you you liked this in 99? I did, yeah. Okay. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I mean, it is a cute movie. What I, and I, you know, obviously, you know, like the theme of the podcast, I've never seen this before, but mm-hmm. there are so many actors in this where I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. seeing a lot of these people very early on mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Like, I didn't know... Kevin Pollack was in it, or Anna Paquin, or Kieran Culkin. Or Dulé Hill. Yeah, Dulé Hill. Oh, God. I think they do such a great job of parodying that character in Not Another Teen Movie, where (laughs) (laughs) it's just the black friend who just says random lines like, that's crazy, man. (laughs) Yeah, just like a random catchphrase throughout the movie. Dulé Hill, who's like this... Oh my god. He was this, on the West Wing. He's but he's this like super trained like triple threat of an actor yeah, who dances, is dances saying understudy for Savion Glover and you know yeah. like oh my god and yeah he incredibly talented theater and film actor. Yeah, and you know went on to do like Psych and you know mm-hmm. lots of he's had a, a wonderful career. Uh, Probably out of everyone in the movie, he's had, uh, next to maybe Gabrielle Union, probably the biggest film career. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Matthew Lillard also has a pretty... Yeah, He has a very substantial career, which is surprising based on how little he gets How little he's in the movie and how he's basically just kind of there for a lot of the scenes making faces. Yeah. Like for a lot of the scenes he's in, he has one line and is just reacting to everyone. It's like he's always third on the call sheet after Paul Walker and Freddie Prinze Jr. Mm -hmm. And they'll have like an exchange and he'll go like, oh, snap. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Oh, so, poor guy. I know. Alexis Arquette is in this. She is? Yeah, uh, pre-transitioning. And uh, okay. plays Mitch. Chris Owen, the red-haired guy who was in, like, the American Pie movies, who I feel like you couldn't have a teen movie in the 90s oh, without yeah. having Chris Owen in it. Because he was the Shermanator in, like, American Pie. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, both, by the way, uh, Chris Owen and Matthew Lillard are originally from Michigan. Oh, nice. Yep. And I will get my name drop out of the way. Chris McDonald has played Matthew Lillard's dad twice in movies, once in SLC Punk, and I can't remember what the other one was. But of course, Chris McDonald, my co-star. From, Your co-star yeah. from... Uh, you Gotta Be Kidding, I think is I the think name so, of it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. You're precious to me. Yep. Well, let's do a quick synopsis of the movie. Okay. Uh, and then last, uh, before we do that, uh, Milo Ventimiglia from... Milo Ventimiglia. Milo? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I could say Ventimiglia, but I couldn't say Milo. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he even has any lines in this. No, he's just in this. Right. He's uh, just like background. And of course, he's in This Is Us. And then mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Has a cameo. Has a cameo. But I, that's sort of like a little nod. Yeah, to... because at the time, it was when she had first started dating Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. And they went on to get married. Yeah, and, they and they're still kids. married, and they have kids, and they're very sweet. 
Jody Lynn O'Keefe, by the way, who plays Taylor in the movie, the uh-huh. girl who Freddie Prinze, uh, she Gets breaks out with. Yeah. By, yeah. She was in Nash Bridges with Don Johnson, and they were briefly engaged, and he is 29 years older than her. I was going to say, I was like, uh, what now? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yep. Okay, so give the brief synopsis. Okay, so it is about a guy who comes back from spring break and his girlfriend dumps him for a reality TV star. And he and his friends decide that he's going to find a new girl before prom and make her prom queen to show her. And so they pick Rachel Lee Cook, Lainey Boggs, to turn into a prom queen. Yeah, because she's clumsy and wears glasses. Clumsy, wears glasses, and she likes art. Essentially, Freddie Prince Jr. starts to get to know her and realizes he really does like her but there's still this bet and paul walker keeps trying to sabotage and of course in the middle of the movie there's a whole makeover and she takes off her glasses and now she's beautiful and everybody notices but yeah she and freddie prince jr do end up falling for each other but she does find out about the bet and she gets super pissed at him but you know it's a rom-com so of course everything's fine at the end Mm mm-hmm you know, it is a silly trope, the whole, the girl takes off the glasses and then the guy never realizes she was so beautiful. But really, when you think about it, how different is that than Clark Kent? But I don't think anybody thought Clark Kent was ugly. No, but he was like the forgettable nerd at the Daily Planet. I suppose. Even at the time, like in 1999 when this came out, I was like, seriously, like you're going to put glasses on her? I think I was maybe miffed because I wear glasses. Yeah, but you're so much hotter when you take off your glasses. I'm always like, oh, my God, your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He does do that. He has beautiful eyes. And she's like, I do like, though, those little quips that she has where he takes her glasses off and says she has beautiful eyes. And she's like, oh, my God, whatever. And just blows them off. Yeah. She is immediately skeptical of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then they do kind of get to know each other and start to like each other, which I feel like they have pretty good chemistry. Yeah, I thought they did, too. I was surprised, too, because, you know, um, right before we started recording this, I showed you the uh, <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Star Wars rant. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you should watch if you have a chance. Oh, my God. He... Yeah, just go on YouTube and look up Freddie Pr- Prince Jr. rant. And... uh Wow. It's hilarious. I it mean, is really funny because he I, is just yelling about how people get miffed about the movies. And and he's not wrong. No, but, he's not wrong, but it's but so funny. To man, see he's so fucking passionate about it. He's very passionate about so, it. Rachel Lee Cook has done multiple voices on uh, Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that Freddie Prince Jr. has not. I don't know why. I'm going to guess based on that rant video that he's just like, I don't know, man. Why the fuck would you make fun of Star Wars, bro? Like, listen, I know oh. from George Lucas. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Make fun of fucking Greek mythology? Bro, bro, don't fucking come at me, bro. Does like, he say bro? No, I don't know. He I had, don't think he says he, bro. But he, definitely he definitely had bro energy. Oh, he did have big bro energy. That's for sure. If your big bro <laughs> had a Star Wars collection in his basement. Like me. This is true. I really like Matthew Lillard in this, but I really like Matthew Lillard in general. But 
I thought he was so funny in this. So Matthew Lillard is playing um, the MTV. The, he, yeah, he's sort of like the mem- puck. Yeah, he's like puck from if you're not familiar, the real world in the 90s. Just Google puck the real world yeah. he was great he he stuck his fingers in peanut butter and picked his nose like he was just a gross bro and didn't care about pissing people off so i think matthew lillard did a great job he did he was so good at being this character that is so despicable and unlikable but is so oblivious to how much of a tool he is but it's funny because he also has that charisma where you're just like oh my god this character is awful but Damn, I like Matthew Lillard. Yeah, like, were you even still in Scream? You still kind of like him, even though he's despicable. Like he has a <laughs> he has a dance number oh, in this, yes. which is is exactly how it sounds. He is someone who's like, "This is my song" at a party, and just clears the dance floor so he can dance just as passionately as you've ever seen a man horribly dance. Yes. It was so funny and he goes for it so hard in this. It is amazing. Like if you don't watch the movie, at least try to YouTube his dance scene (laughs) because it is the funniest shit I've ever seen. And you know what? The movie is worth seeing. It's corny and oh, it's for sure. a total 90s teen movie. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun and, you know, it's it's based on decent source material. You know, it's very predictable, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I but, mean, you know, there's certain archetypes for that. Don't come at me with fucking archetypes about Darth Maul, man. You think he's cool just because he's sick looking, but he's Sisyphus, He's really awesome man. in the video game. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. I can't stop thinking of Freddie Prince. <sighs> Pre- Freddie Prince Jr., that is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The other thing that I also enjoyed about Matthew Lillard's character is that he obviously has like an apartment that he's renting. He is living like the ultimate 12-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. where he's got a mattress on the floor and just the biggest TV in the world. And it's it's so funny to me because it's one of those, because it's 1999, like flat screens weren't really a thing yet. So it's the big like projector TV uh-huh. that's so, it's so fat. It like takes up half the room. So they're just jammed in this room almost up against the TV and he's watching reruns of himself on the real world <laughs> and trying to get this girl who's just trying to hook up with him to like, oh, watch, 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 watch. Like, oh, this is where I'm about to be sensitive. And she's like, um, okay. Like, he's so in love with himself. It's so funny. Which, that is such a great scene to not only shorthand and say absolutely everything there is to say about his character mm-hmm. without saying anything about his character. It's one of those show don't tell moments. Mm-hmm. And then you also see everything you need to know about their relationship. Yeah. Like that scene is it's exceptional screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Did you know that M. Night Shyamalan 
did a uh, a pass at the script. No, I didn't. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Do you think he was like, oh, yeah, the big twist. Were they dead the whole time in his version? <laughs> he was probably like, uh, the big twist ending is that uh, they fall in love with each other. That would be a twist. I wonder if he did have like a twist ending for it and the studio was like, can we just get the original guy back? Because the original guy did come back to do the final right oh, of nice. the script. If he was like, oh, and then at the end, they're all on a spaceship and they're in a simulator, like on Star Trek. Um, yeah, you're fired. Get the first guy back. Get the first guy back. The guy did like, like I said, that scene is phenomenal. Plus, Rachel Lee Cook's character is her name is an homage to two Winona Ryder characters. Oh, really? Yeah, her character is is named Lanny Boggs, mm-hmm. and it's a combination of. Winona Ryder's role as Kim Boggs in Edward Scissorhands Hmm. and Lainey Pierce in Reality Bites. Oh, nice. Which I like that. And then there's stuff that was not his, but, you know, are just so funny. Like Tim Matheson wanting his son to go to Dartmouth. Tim Matheson was in Animal House and Animal House (laughs) is based on experiences that the Lampoon writers had while at Dartmouth. Dartmouth, yeah. And uh, like in the script, there's all these weird references, like subtle references to the band Hanson, which I think is funny. I sort of remember that. Yeah. And um, this is something that Kevin Pollack did, but the whole uh and he did it in another movie too so this was sort of like an in joke mm-hmm. was uh he would always confidently say the wrong answer or wrong oh. question to jeopardy answers yes which that oh, was that's so, so funny fun. i also loved how every scene kevin pollock is in he's so he's a, a pool, pool guy. guy a pool like cleaner repairman whatever mm. every scene he's in he's holding a piece of pool equipment yeah just so you just tinkering so, with yeah, it yeah just so you don't forget he owns his own pool business. Yeah, he's a pool guy. <laughs> like, yeah. it was so ridiculous. He's delightful. And Kieran Culkin, you asked me when we first yeah, saw him. He has two hearing he has aids. hearing aids on. And you're like, do they ever address that? I'm like, nope. It's so if- weird. Like, is it just a thing to be like, just so you know, he's also a nerd. Lainey can't see and he can't hear. But it makes me wonder if like, and I can't figure out how it would play in if there was some sort of storyline about that. I can't imagine what it would be like. They show him in school. (laughs) The hot chick takes out his hearing aids and uh, she goes, oh, my God, your ears. And he's like, what? What? (laughs) I don't know. I said your ears. And he's like, I can't hear you. You took my hearing aids. Oh, my God. I said your ears are nice. It was so odd. But he was so delightful in this. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's such a good actor. Oh, my God. Him on the most recent uh, season of Succession. Oh, so good. I have really enjoyed him. Um, He really flew onto my radar around the time that Scott Pilgrim came out because he's Mm. the best friend in in Scott Pilgrim. And uh, I'd seen him in other stuff like... uh, Home Alone. Well, yeah, Yeah. Home Alone. And um, like The Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys and, you know, some other stuff he popped up. And yeah, he... God, he's so, so good. Mm -hmm. He's such a good actor. Oh, he is. He's fantastic. So, yes, uh, if you want to see Sweet Baby Angel, Karen Culkin. Right. (laughs) On Succession, he sends someone a dick pic and his dad finds out about it 
and just the scene between him and his dad, Brian Cox, just like Brian Cox, just tearing him apart. And it's one of those scenes where like Kieran Culkin doesn't have a lot of lines. It's all like physical acting. And Mm -hmm. oh, my God, you can just feel him shrinking as his like super powerful dad is just like, what the fuck is this? Is this some sort of kink? Is this something I need to know? And he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. He's like, it was just a dick pic. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I have a funny Kevin Pollock story. Okay, just real quick. Okay. Um, since you mentioned dick pics, don't ever send those. Like, just as a public service announcement, ladies don't want them. Don't just send one. Unless they ask. If they ask for one, absolutely. But don't just be but- like... Hey. You should also know that she is going to show all of her friends. Yeah, additionally. Or he. Like, yeah. it's not going to be just between the two of you. Lots of people are going to see that picture. So, yeah. And also maybe try to, like... Take a good angle. Get some lighting in on it. Like, make it nice. Don't just be like, meh. Like, meh. Yeah. There it is. And also, um, just, like, nothing that can really point to it fully being yours. Just in case it ends up on the internet. Did I ever tell you about my unfortunate dick pic? No. Oh, God. I can't believe I'm telling you this and I'm telling you this on the podcast. What happened? So when I lived in New Orleans, and keep in mind, this is pre-digital pictures. Yes. So when I lived in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. uh, a friend came down to visit me and... uh, you know, we were fooling around, and uh, she took a picture of my, um, you know. Of your of your dick. Yep. And the guy who lived across the hall from me worked at the photo lab at the uh, K&B, which is basically like a Rite Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a Rite Aid now. Probably. And uh, I was just like, hey, uh, will you develop this roll of film? And I completely forgot there was that a that picture pic was on, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I got the pictures back from him and noticed that, you know, the dick pic. I was like, oh, shit, I completely forgot about that. You know, because it isn't like nowadays where you can just instantly look at the picture that. Yeah. So and, you know, you have to wait for it to come back. Yeah. And and I'm I'm sure alcohol was involved, too. Yeah. So uh, uh, my neighbor also, by the way, was gay. And I assume he still is. Uh, (laughs) Probably is. Um, it's a very dangerous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he may not be with us. I do like, I, I, it's not my story to share that we have a friend who is gay and his doctor, uh, on his medical, like it's documented in his medical charts. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's living a high risk. Yeah. He's medically dangerous. Additionally, you don't have to just be gay to live a high-risk lifestyle. You can be anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. <sighs> so you you got your dick pic back? And, yeah. So is that the like, end of the story? No, no. Okay. I was like, oh, man. I, uh, whew, <laughs> I'm glad I you know had you do this because I, I wouldn't want to you know get flagged or what. You know, I was in my 20s. I didn't know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, you didn't see that, did you? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. In fact, I... <laughs> I uh I made something out of it and I went into his apartment and he had like a I don't know like 16 by 20 framed picture <laughs> of my penis on his wall <laughs> but he 
keyed out all the black from the uh, shot in Star Wars of the X-Wings flying towards the Death Star. So it looks like a bunch of X-Wings flying away from my penis. That's amazing. Part of me is kind of sad that I don't own a copy of that picture. Yeah. I have a funny dick pic story. Oh, no. I don't know that I want to hear this story. Oh, no. It's real funny. So just like you... Um, my friends and I, when we were uh, probably like 21 or so, all lived in Kalamazoo uh, in this house together. And one of our friends, who I'm not going to say his name just in case. I don't want him to feel weird. But our, a friend of ours took a picture of like we you know, we all had like disposable cameras at the time because it was the early 2000s. People didn't have a ton of digital cameras. Um, so he a lot of times our guy friends would stick the camera down their pants and take a picture of their penis Mm. and most of the time we wouldn't get it back or you know it just wasn't developed or whatever because that was the thing you know like the penis or the picture the the picture (laughs) the picture wasn't developed the penis didn't anyway um so our friend did it this one time and for whatever reason because almost always if there was any nudity or anything like that we would take him to Meyer to get developed Meyer wouldn't give them back to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes you could even see them on the negatives, but Meyer wouldn't give us the picture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is whatever. So my friend went to pick up her pictures and we're going through and we realized that they gave us a picture like they developed the picture and forgot to take it out or didn't notice. Uh-huh. So we had a picture of our friend's penis. And what we used to do in our house is because we all have like framed pictures everywhere. Mm-hmm. We would take turns hiding it in picture frames in each other's bedrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> and there was one time when I had put it in my friend's bedroom and her mom was coming to visit. Oh, no. And I realized like 20 minutes before her mom got there, I was like, oh, my God, you have to go in your room. I normally like we would just wait and be like, oh, God damn it. You know, like you got yeah. me again. But I was like, hey, you're going to need to go in your room and take a picture out of that picture frame. And she's like, why? What? What do you mean? And I'm like, our friend's penis is in your bedroom. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit. God damn it, Allison. So she had to like run up to her room and take the picture out. But yeah. Oh. I don't know where the picture ended up. I don't have it. But somewhere, probably one of my roommates still has a picture of our guy friend's penis. I hope that the picture of my penis with X-Wings from when I was in my 20s still exists. I hope that it either still exists in your friend's home or it was donated to the Salvation Army. Oh, someone, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and listen, and someone found it and now treasures it in their home. Have you okay. looked at some of the Salvation Army art? It would not surprise me. Oh, if. no. We'll end this episode on my real quick Kevin Pollock story. And uh, I, I think both of us agree she's all that holds up about how you thought it would. Yeah. Okay. It's not, yeah. you know. Hey, it's, it's a cute movie. It's a cute movie. It's very predictable, but it's not terrible. You no. know. They play um, the song Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. Sixpence, None the Richer. They play that song twice, and there's zero Smash Mouth. Kiss me. And I uh, saw Sixpence, None the Richer play live at a church in Troy, Michigan. Of course you did. Of course you did. When I was working on a Christian music video television show. That's exciting for you. Yeah, I know. All right. So the Kevin Pollack story real quick. My friend Don Reese, who is a phenomenal 
road dog. He's one of those people that if I hadn't met him exactly when I met him, I don't know that I would still be doing comedy. I met him when I was still super green and I saw him talking about old Flash Gordon and uh, Tor Johnson and all sorts of like super nerdy on a different level stuff in his act. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's been making a living his entire life talking just about the things he loves. And uh, and then he ended up being like the sweetest guy in the world. So Don was on the road working with Kevin Pollack. And after the Friday show or whatever, Don said uh, to Kevin Pollack, like, hey, man, I'm going to go to the movies tomorrow and see blah 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 do you want uh you want to go with me and kevin pollock was like yeah yeah definitely i'm in room blah 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 give me a call in the morning and uh we can go to the movies together so don calls his room in the morning and kevin pollock answers as i think like william shatner or something like that mm-hmm. and don's like oh uh hey kevin and <laughs> kevin pollock's just like are you looking for comedian Kevin Pollock? And he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, William, is he there? No, he is not. Okay. So anyway, Kevin, no, this is William Shatner. He's like, uh, I'm going to be down in the lobby in, uh, you know, 20 minutes. If you want to go to the movies with me. And he's like, I'll pass the message on to Kevin Pollock. And, uh, Kevin Pollock never went to the movies with him. Oh, weird. And then when he got to the club, mm-hmm. I think he was just like, hey, man, why don't you call about the movie? Or <laughs> said something like, yeah, Bill Shatner told me that you called or something like that. Like he would not. It was just one of those, you know, like sometimes when you hang out with comedians and they're always doing bits. Yeah. It was like one of those things where it just wasn't charming. It was just fucking annoying. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I like Kevin Pollock, but I always think of that story, too. Oh, that he's probably kind of an annoying person. Yeah, yeah. Well. I listened to his podcast until I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Not just like, with I'm the done. podcast, but I think I'm done with Kevin Pollock. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for making me watch this. You're welcome. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It's yeah. um, It's still pretty cute. Yeah, I will give an additional hint for what the movie is going to be next week. Mm. Uh, So this will help if you follow us on Instagram where Allison posts the visual clues of what the movies. Uh, The movie I'm going to make you watch stars a lesser known Culkin brother. Okay. All right. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on our Facebook group. It is a wonderful community. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I just... Like that it's another thing that, you know, I get to connect with friends on. And uh, yeah, I I, I just enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And also, uh, speaking of our friends, uh, Joe Apel posted that the Animation Guild is they're doing contract negotiations again because the animation department is one of the lowest paid departments in Hollywood. And some of them are barely scratching out a living. It's a pretty sad situation. They're just stuck with very old and outdated wording on their contracts. And all they want is fair pay. Support unions. uh, Yeah, it's important. They they do a lot for workers. I'm not recommending unionizing for my day job because I love it and I love the people I work for. Exactly. Exactly. The unions that exist exist for a reason, and 
Yeah, some people will abuse it, but, you know. But on the whole, I mean, especially yeah. for people who work in an industry that are profiting so significantly off of their hard work. Yes. Um, they deserve their fair share. Yeah. It would be nice if contracts were updated because uh, I, I think I've spoken about it before, how Disney is so creative in the way they rip off so many of their employees. So Disney animators... You would think the high end of mm-hmm. pay, they are the low end They're because the low end, yeah. Walt Disney negotiated contracts with the, you know, unions and uh, the government uh, way back during World War Two. And those rules still apply to this day. Yeah, that's a little bit of a public service announcements. I'm so happy that you are listening to the show. Allison and I are going to have. The uh, the second annual Watchies Awards coming up for our 100th episode uh, where we basically do our version of the Academy Awards, uh, but based on each other's movies from the past year. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to some of the things that we have coming up. Yeah, me too. OK, well, I love you. I love you. I'm so- I was talking to the listeners. Hurtful. Alice and I love you, too. Thanks. Hey. What? You're my wife. That's true. That's, okay, bye. that's Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. Thank you. As Bruno. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.